amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Remain standing as we bring our preacher to the pulpit this morning. Amen. We're thankful for Brother Baptiste. He has been with us all week. He has been preaching to the youth and college and career. Amen. All week. Amen. And they've been having a youth week. And I think three got baptized with the Holy Ghost this week. Amen. So we thank the Lord for that. And we know of two that got baptized this morning at the 8.30 service or with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I think there was more, but we don't have the count on all that yet. Amen. So we're going to have a great service this morning. We brother love Brother Baptiste. We want him to come and preach to us. Amen. God bless you. Amen, church. Why don't you clap your hands into the Lord, church? Amen, amen. I feel like we just need to let a spirit of worship and praise loose in the atmosphere. Come on, church. Why don't you act like God's been good to you? Has he ever, have he ever healed your body? Has he saved your marriage? Has he touched your mind? Has God done anything for anyone in this place? Can you clap your hands and lift your voice and worship God like he's the king of kings, like he's the Lord of lords, like you should have died in the car accident, but God decided to step in right on time? Can you lift your voice and why don't you thank Jesus for being all that he said he would be to you? church just a little bit longer let's go beyond formality God's been too good for some of us in this place I shouldn't be here this morning but it was the grace of God that stepped in my pit and pulled me out I'm thankful to serve a mighty God amen amen don't let your Sunday best get in the, uh, get in the way of your praise amen Amen, amen. I don't, I don't know where you've come from or what your background is, but as Pentecostals, sometimes we can have spiritual amnesia. We can forget where God took us out of. I want to remind you that it was in the pit that he pulled you from, that we shouldn't be here to this. When you look at, at this great facility, this didn't happen by accident, but it was God who decided to say to a people that I'll show myself faithful even when you weren't faithful, that I'll save your kids even when they weren't even thinking about me, that I will do something uh, even in your life I'm telling you church uh, don't forget where God has pulled us out uh, he's been too good uh, to offer up some cute praise uh, sometimes I just gotta lift my voice uh, and let him know I'm thankful uh, that he's been faithful amen amen I find someone next to you let him know God's been too good to me God's been too good to me. God's been too good to me. What an honor it is to be here in the house of the Lord with you today. I mean, you guys know you guys are in an awesome church with awesome leadership. Amen, amen, amen. I give honor to your pastor and your bishop and just the whole staff and team that, that makes this happen and their vision, what, what incredible vision they have and the places they're taking you guys. I also want to give honor to uh, Brother Tyler and the youth staff, what an awesome time we had this week. Youth, can I get a whoop whoop? Amen. We had a great time in the Lord. I'm telling you, they blessed me. <laughs> 
I felt like I got blessed this week. I mean, they prayed and just sought the Lord. And I just believe God is doing something in the young people of Palm Bay. I'm telling you that, that, that if, if, if the world can trust young people can be to be superstars and athletes, uh, we might as well trust our young people to be apostolic. Amen. Amen. We might as well trust our young people to be apostolic. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing in this place. Uh, uh, if we can open up our Bibles and turn to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 6. Sorry, Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 6. Genesis chapter 2. We're going to start with verse 6. And the Bible says, But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Say, watered. watered. Verse 7 says, And the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Say, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Amen. If you're in this place today without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, can I tell you why God has showed up this morning? God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost that you would become a living soul. God wants to take your life and put his spirit in it that you would become a living soul that when you walk out of these doors that you'll know that I got life uh, and life more abundantly and I'm telling you before we walk out of this building uh, every person in this place uh, will leave having spoken in other tongues uh, as the spirit of God gave you the utterance because uh, God is going to make every person in this place uh, a living soul and if you believe that can you set your Bibles down uh, and clap your hands up to the Lord and shout unto God for what he's going to do this morning. Come on, one more time. Why don't you shout the name of Jesus? With authority, why don't you shout the name of Jesus? If you believe every chain's going to break this morning, shout the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. I feel power in the house of God today. I five three people and let them know you need to become a living soul today. Amen, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Amen. In Psalms chapter 8, David begins to lay out a psalm that is reiterated throughout most all circles of Christendom. And he starts off by saying, Our Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth who has set thy glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger and in verse 3 he begins to say when I consider the heavens the work of thy fingers the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained he says what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him. I said this earlier today and I want to say it again that a lot of times praise is predicated on perspective. Sometimes people have limited praise because they don't have the right perspective. Can I tell you when you box God into just a God of religion and a God of tradition then your praise will always be limited but when you begin to realize that it is Jesus and him alone alone 
who is Alpha and Omega and that you should have even have woken up this morning but it was God who decided to touch your mind you you probably should have been on a sick bed in a hospital somewhere but God decided to lift you up when the doctor said there was no hope can I tell you that I have a perspective of God because of what he's done in my life and I can't show up to the house of God without giving him glory without lifting my hands without dumping my feet I gotta give him praise because of my perspective sometimes we are limited in our perspective and the Bible puts it this way let everything that hath breath praise the Lord can I tell you that spiritual life can sometimes be indicated by praise that you can tell a lifeless saint by the lack of praise in their life but the Bible says that if there is a pulse within the heartbeat of man whether spiritually or naturally there should be a praise that is rendered from the people of God because they realize that life and life abundant only came from him I shouldn't be breathing right now but it was the Holy Ghost that stepped in and breathed life Amen, amen, amen. Also, I'm trying to move away from this, but I, I, I remember one time I was in a service and I was, you know, I was service was going on and I was just kind of going through the motions and, and you know I was I was doing a little bit, but I wasn't really doing much. You see, God's not really concerned. He's, God's not really concerned what you've given. He wants to know what do you have left. That's what he said with the widow's might. He said she, she gave all that she had. They were focused about what they gave, but she was focused about what she had left. And, and I, was, I was doing a little praise, but it was dignified, Bishop. And, and God asked me, he said, he said, Marcus, where was the dignity when you were steeped in sin? Where was the dignity when your family was lost and, and you were on your way to a burning hell? Where was the dignity? Can I tell someone in this place? Where was the dignity when everyone walked out on you and, and daddy should have been there and didn't want to be there? Where was the dignity when mama should have loved you and she never did? Where was the dignity when you thought it was going to work out and it fell apart? But then God stepped in and all of a sudden I became dignified. And God wanted to know, Marcus, where was the dignity? If you didn't have dignity to be in sin, Where's the dignity that's holding you back to praise the Lord and let him know I'm thankful that you saved my life. Maybe seated, maybe seated. David said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? You shouldn't even be thinking about him. I think David was almost reflecting back to the creation of man because in Genesis chapter 2 verse 6 when we begin to read the start of God beginning to create man you have to understand that for a few previous chapters that God had already created the rest of the world that he already created the moon and the stars he he already created the vast sea and, and all the creatures in it the fowl of the air and, and I believe David was reflecting on the creation of God and the power of God and he realized that God could have pulled from a lot of places to create man hear me God could have pulled from the celestial stars God could have pulled from the vastness of the sea but the Bible made it very clearly that God allowed a mist to come up from the ground and it helped me people out here in West Palm I'm sorry in Palm Bay but when you take water and mix it with dirt what do you get 
you get mud. Instead of pulling from the celestialness of the stars and the vastness of the sea, God decided to make a mess and form the mess and fill the mess with his spirit to create man. Can I tell you that God's not always looking for the perfect and the sanctified, but there's moments where God is just looking for the mess. Can I tell you why you qualify for a miracle this morning? Because your marriage is busted. Can I tell you why you qualify for a miracle this morning? Because there's sickness in your body. There's a mess in your life. And God is saying, I don't work with the perfect. I work with the mess. He stripped back the polish of creation. Can you imagine being in that garden seeing everything in a perfect state everything was great and all of a sudden water begins to come out of the ground and mix with that dirt and all of a sudden mud begins to form. I'm sure it's the first time the angels see because the Bible said uh, that rain hadn't fallen yet and so mud is forming and the angels are wondering what is God? The same God that they cry out holy, holy, holy to the, the same God that spoke everything into existence said let there be and it was that same God is now bent down inside the mess and is forming the mess. The angels were, were perturbed. What is the Lord doing? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. What is that God? Yahweh the I am. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Tiskanu. What is that God doing in the mess? But God wanted to set a platform for creation that when I begin to deal with the people, I don't always look for everyone that has it all together. I'm looking for the person that has a mess that walked into service not knowing what they're going to do next that walked into service not knowing where they found that answer and can I tell you that the person that looks sanctified only looks sanctified because of the grace of God but one day they were in a mess and they didn't know where to turn but the God of heaven reached down into the mess and breathed life Come on, if that was you in this place, if you had a mess and God did something, why don't you clap your hands up to the Lord and let him know I'm thankful that you messed with my mess. You may be seated, you may be seated. Scripture says he breathed into them the breath of life. Say the breath of life. The Spirit of God, whenever it moves, there is always a sound that follows. He breathed into him the breath of life, the Ruach, the Spirit of God was breathed into man. And in Acts chapter 2, this is exactly what begins to happen. In the book of Acts, we see God breathing into man once again. And we see this in verse 4 when it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit of God gave them the utterance. This isn't new. You have to understand that throughout the scripture that this platform had already been set in the book of beginnings, in the book of Genesis, that whenever the spirit of God would begin to move, it was always accompanied by a sound. Everybody say sound. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that the spirit of God moved over the face of the water. And right after that, we see that, the, that God himself began to say, let there be. So after the moving of the spirit, 
spirit there was a sound from the spirit so whenever the spirit of God begins to move there should always be a sound that's why in Acts chapter 2 verse 4 it says and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost the movement of the spirit but it doesn't stop there it says and they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave the utterance why because the spirit moved on them there was a sound that came out of Honey, when you get the Holy Ghost, you know how you're going to know you got it. It's not going to be because you get goosebumps. It's not going to be because you get a funny feeling in your heart. But when you get the Holy Ghost, God is going to move over your soul. And a sound of living water is going to begin to pour out of your mouth as you begin to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gives you the... You better have a no-so situation because the John it says unless a man is born of the water shall water. water that's baptism in Jesus name shall spirit. spirit that's the infilling of the Holy Ghost he cannot enter the kingdom of God this isn't something that we're talking about just because it's cool and fun I'm telling you that this was so important that the God of glory decided to step down from his throne and wrap himself in human flesh and die on a cross to give you the greatest gift and the reason it's the greatest gift not only because it gives you joy not only because it gives you peace not only does it give you long suffering but it snatches your soul out of a burning hell and gives you the right to show up to heaven and say I got receipt that I've been born of the water and of the spirit this is why when we show up to church we're not just going through the motions but we're trying to create an atmosphere in which the spirit of God can begin to move because we understand if we can just ever get the spirit of God moving if we can get the spirit of God to hover then there will be a sound that will follow you might have walked in this place for the first time and don't know why you're here and why you're feeling what you're feeling it's just the Holy Ghost moving over you and saying if you let me in there'll be a sound that'll change your life forever the gift of the Holy Ghost turn to someone and tell them you need the gift of the Holy Ghost tell them you want the gift of the Holy Ghost there's nothing greater than the gift of the Holy Ghost. You can't get any better than the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing more powerful than the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing stronger than the gift of the Holy Ghost. Can I just can I just talk for a little bit? I remember we were at CLC and at CLC, we had a preview week where we had some students uh, come and visit the college. And, and one of the girls there that came to visit, she didn't have the Holy Ghost. And, and uh, they were praying for her to uh, receive the Holy Ghost. And as they were praying for her to receive the Holy Ghost, my buddy went up to her. And she hadn't received it yet, but she said, I, I want the Holy Ghost. And, and she said, is everything okay? She said, yeah, I just I have a headache in my stomach. It's a little nauseous. And, and, she said, and, she, and that was all she said. But she continued and said, but I'm, I'm going to pray till I get the Holy Ghost. She said, okay, so... 
she continued praying and just in a little bit God began to fill her with the Holy Ghost and she began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance but the story doesn't stop there she flew back to New Jersey where she was from and her sister called my friend that asked her about uh, asked her uh, those questions when uh, she was praying and she said uh, hey I want to thank you so much for praying with my sister and, and, and that you know she received the Holy Ghost and, and my friend Jimmy was like oh you know that's that's not a problem you know praise God but then the story continues that the sister said uh, and also I want to thank you for praying her because you know God had healed her and he said and my friend Jimmy was a little perplexed because he didn't think it was that big of a deal he said yeah you know she she had a stomach ache and a headache and and and, and the sister kind of was fell silent on the phone and said is that all she told you Jimmy said, yeah, that's all she told me. He said, Jimmy, what you don't understand is, is that headache and that stomach ache was caused because of a brain tumor inside of her head. And when she flew back to New Jersey after receiving the Holy Ghost, she went and got an MRI scan. And the doctors began to reveal to her that the tumor was there, but now is no longer there. God had not only filled her with the Holy Ghost, but completely removed the tumor. Because why? Because there's nothing greater than the power of the Holy Ghost. Sit down for me, sit down for me. I remember, I remember, I remember when I first got in church and, and I, I was kind of new to this thing, but, but previous to that, there was someone in my family that was heavily involved in voodoo and, you know, they were always doing their, 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 their stuff and, and I, it, it, it had an effect on my family and I could, I could see the visible impact of that on my family. But I remember when I got the Holy Ghost and I remember when I finally got into truth and I was only 16 years old and this person had been doing voodoo for so long. They had been doing voodoo for years and years and years and, and had, had, you know, ranked up in the hierarchy and, and, and finally I, I got a call or I was in contact with the with the mutual friend and they told me this and and they said I, I, I want to talk to you because I was talking to this person that's always doing voodoo and they were telling me even though they've been doing this stuff for years and years and years they said ever since Marcus got the Holy Ghost nothing that I do anymore works I don't, I don't know what happened, but ever since Mark has got in church and got that thing called the Holy Ghost, I don't know what, can I tell you what happened to my family? It wasn't just a little bit later that sister came, got the Holy Ghost, got baptized. Daddy came, got the Holy Ghost, got baptized. Stepmom came, got the, why? Because I don't care what it is or who it is, there's nothing greater than the Holy Ghost. Oh, why don't you clap your hands up to the Lord if you believe that? I want you to turn to someone again and tell them you need the Holy Ghost. Turn to them again, tell them you want the Holy Ghost. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you are going to know because there is only one way that you will know you receive the Holy Ghost. And it's the same way they received it in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 19, in Acts chapter 10. Because when they received the Holy Ghost, they didn't just feel good. That happened too probably. But the Bible makes it very clear. Like we read, when they received the Holy Ghost, they spoke with other tongues. When you get the Holy Ghost, you got to speak in tongues. It is the evidence that you've received the Holy Ghost. You might say that's crazy. Well, well, here's how it is. It's God's word. We have a saying in Creole. God's grown. He does what he wants the way he wants. <laughs> you can't tell God how he wants. You can't go up to God. Well, God, I know you said it in here, but you got to understand, God, I'm American. And, you know, I, I kind of, I do things a certain way. I don't, I don't really, not too loud. And God's really not concerned about your culture. Your background, how much money or the lack thereof that you have. All God wants to know is where you're born of the water. 
and were you born of the spirit so when you receive the Holy Ghost you got to get it the way that he gave it and the way he gave it is that they spoke in other tongues we're coming to a close but I need you to do something very very important hear me very clearly church I want you to turn to the person behind you the person in front of you and the person on both sides and I want you to ask them this specific question have you received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues go ahead and do that for me church don't just look at me go ahead and turn and ask somebody now make sure you do not lie in church heard brother Harris said it God will strike you dead don't lie in church now have you received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues now hear me clearly if they said no if they said no I've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues I want you to turn back to that person and if you think they're lying go ahead and turn back to that person and tell them today's your day to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues Come on, today's your day for God to get involved in your mess, in your family, in your life, in your sickness. Let God in and fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I want us all to stand. I want us all to stand. If we can stand all across the building, stand all across the building. do not want to walk out of this service not having had to receive the greatest gift that you could ever receive because of your pride because being concerned of the person next to you trust me the person next to you couldn't help you when you needed them anyways don't worry about them right now but God's here and God's concerned about you getting his spirit with evidence today I want you to look at the person next to you. I want you to ask them again, have you received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? Here's what I want us to do. I want us to, want us to make our way forward. If you can step out of the pew. I know there's a lot of us that want us to make our way forward. We're just going to have a huge altar call service. <laughs> All across this building, if you could just push forward for me, push forward for me. All across this building, just push forward. I know there's a lot of us, even from the back, even from the back, all the way in the back. I want you to come forward for me, please. If you see someone staying in their seat, could you go back there and grab them from the back? I want you to come forward for me. Come forward for me, please. Come forward for me. Hey, Amen. I need some folks to help me out. Turn around, grab somebody from all the way in the back, and bring them up to the front for me, please. Help me out, church. Go find somebody in the back. Bring them all the way up front for me, please. Go find somebody in the back. Bring them all the way up front for me, please. We're not going anywhere, church. Go find somebody in the back. Bring them all the way up front for me, please. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want you to understand why I take this so serious. I said this this morning. I'm going to say it again. Since the beginning of the year, I've seen, I've been in two services where I've preached someone's last message. Hear me as you're walking down here. I've been in two services where I preached someone's last message. In one service, I was in a service, and during the altar call, I began to, I began to feel, feel the Lord tell me that there was a spirit of suicide on some of the young people. It wasn't but uh, at least 24 or 48 hours later that a 23-year-old man from that church pulled his car over on the side of the road and jumped in front of a semi-truck. Another service I was in just a few weeks ago, I was in the service. There was only four people in that service, but God instructed me to teach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. As I began to teach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, at the end of that service, God filled an older lady with the Holy Ghost. She had already been baptized but never received the Holy Ghost. Less than two days later, she died in her sleep. 
Can I tell you that we're not here just to play games? From the back to the front, I need you to understand that the Holy Ghost isn't just a cool gift that you can have. But it's something that is necessary. You need the Holy Ghost. And God wants to give you the Holy Ghost. So if I'm being just a little bold today, I need you to understand me why I'm being bold today. Because I don't want you to get to heaven and say, that preacher never told me what I had to do. That preacher didn't preach it straight enough. No, I'm going to make sure that I do whatever I got to do to let you know that you got to be born of the water and of the spirit and when you receive the Holy Ghost you got to speak with other tongues here's what I want you to do I need you to pay attention look look up here for me please and I need you to help me out if you've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues I want you to do something very bold for me do something very bold for me if you've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues we're all one family I want you just to put a hand in the air if you've never received the Holy Ghost, one hand, two hands, three hands, four hands, five, six, seven. There's people all across the room with their hands in the air. Church, I want you to look around. If someone had their hand in the air, I want you to turn to them and tell them God's about to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Go ahead and look at them tell them God's about to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Church, you guys are, all, you guys are, you guys are excellent at this. You guys are pro, some of the best altar workers here. When we pray and God fills them with the Holy Ghost, even if they didn't have their hand in the air, but you know they don't have the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray for them. When they get the Holy Ghost, just throw a thumb in the air just so I know, and so that we all can celebrate that God just filled them with the Holy Ghost. God's about to perform something in some of your lives that you've never experienced before, but it's going to be the greatest gift you've ever received. Amen. We're going to do five simple things. Everybody say five things. And God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're going to do five simple things. The first thing we're going to do, I want you to practice this with me. We're going to lift our hands as high as we can get them. Young or old, I just want you to lift your hands as high as you can get them. I know some children are going to receive the Holy Ghost today. Amen. When we do that, that is just a sign of surrender. Go ahead and set your hands down for me. The next thing we're going to do is we are going to close our eyes. I said it, I said it this morning. I'm going to say it again. The reason why we close our eyes is because the person next to you is very nosy. And they got, they're going to want to know what you're doing and how you're doing. And I don't want them focused on you. I want you focused on God, okay? And God, God's already looking at you. I want you closing your eyes and just focusing on God. So we're going to close our eyes. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to lift our head. And you've already heard Missionary Robinette say this. And I think it's so true that a lot of times when we pray with our head down, it's a sign of guilt, shame, and condemnation. So we're going to lift our head because the Bible says come boldly into the throne of grace. We're going to lift our head when we pray. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Don't let the devil beat you up about what you did last week and the day before. He's just mad because he can't get forgiven. Amen. And the next thing we're going to do is we are going to repent with our mouth. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance. We're going to ask God to forgive us of our sins. You don't have to list every single thing that you've done wrong, but you're just going to say, I'm turning away from those things, and I'm coming to you, Jesus. I'm giving my life to you, God, and I'm asking that you forgive me. And as you begin to do that, God is going to forgive you of your sins. And the last thing we're going to do is we are going to worship God with a shout of praise. We are going to lift our voice and shout hallelujah. Can you practice that with me? Can you shout hallelujah? One more time, shout hallelujah. You can feel something shaking whenever you do that. The next time you shout hallelujah, God is going to fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. Here's what I want. Go ahead and clap your hands if you believe that. Amen. Clap your hands if you believe God's about to give you the greatest gift you've ever received in your life. Huh. 
Every hand lifted in this place. Every eye closed. I'm going to ask Brother Richie to come up here and lead us in this prayer of repentance. I want you to close your eyes, lift your head, and I want you to begin to ask God to forgive you of your sins as Brother Richie leads us in this prayer of repentance. Dear Lord, we ask that you would forgive us this morning for every sin of our heart, every sin of our mind, O oh Lord, every sin of our ears, every sin of our eyes, O oh God. We know that you're a merciful God, O oh Lord, and we know that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Hallelujah. And lead us into all righteousness. Almighty God, we know that you're merciful and you're forgiving, O oh God, and we ask that you forgive us, O oh Lord. We want to change our direction, O oh God. We want to draw closer to you, Almighty God, and forgive every mind, every heart, every sin that's in this place today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, if you believe God's forgiven you of your sin, why don't you thank him for forgiving you? Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Now, if you're ready to receive the greatest gift uh, that God's about to pour out on every person in this place, uh, one more time, lift your hands towards heaven, uh, lift your head, uh, close your eyes, uh, and I want you to open your mouth and begin to worship God. That's it all across the building. Open your mouth, uh, begin to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And when I pray this prayer of faith, we're all going to shout hallelujah. Altar teams, get ready to go by the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Church, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Open your mouth and receive me the Holy Ghost. Open your mouth and receive me the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Church, find somebody, lay your hands on them. Find somebody and lay your hands on them. If you know they need the Holy Ghost, find somebody and lay your hands
church, open your mouth and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus, receive it now. Receive it now. That's it, that's it, open your mouth. Open your mouth to begin to worship him. Open your mouth to begin to praise him. Receive it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. Right. 